Hey Flingers, it's showtime. Just wanted to thank you for listening to today's episode of Future of the Fairway, which is brought to you by the American Classic Golf Club, the home of the first World League Fling Golf Tournament. The American Classic is a nine-hole family-owned golf course located in the Lewis Rehoboth Beach areas of Southern Delaware. So if you're ever on vacation or ever in the area for whatever reason, we would love for you to swing on by and give our track a try. And hey, you never know who you might run into. But anyways, we hope to see you around. And don't forget, you got to aim high to let it fly. Are we the first return guests? Ooh, are we? First returned return guest. I know Austin's going to say why. Well, yeah, but you get that lame after show. (laughs) That's different. That's a totally different. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Because the the show happens, and then Adam's like, oh, the after show's about to start, and then everybody goes click, and they just, you know, they're they're done. (laughs) Then we just get these like 30 second blips that pop up on Facebook every while about what was that. And then you watch a couple of those, and you got the gist of the whole after show. You don't have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> so then we're, people are cheering, we're clapping and doing hands, and then all of a sudden you hear somebody yell, get off the green, the girls are coming. And we're like, oh, shit, that's right, we got to get off the green. So everybody got off the green and stood behind yep. the trees so we could watch the girls come up and finish. So. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was just funny because they were probably waiting for us. We're all standing on the green. so Yeah, yeah, we were waiting. <laughs> I didn't want to take away because I knew that everyone was cheering. I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. must have been like the putt. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I didn't win yet. We're going to have to keep going here. <laughs> Thanks again, Mike and Britt, for uh, such a fun conversation. Uh, I do want to say I I failed to mention that John Prulich has been on the podcast uh, multiple times. Um, He joined me uh, as one of the co-interviewers earlier this year, and then he was also uh, the uh, stand-in host uh, for my episode uh, as well. So um, John has also appeared on the podcast multiple times. Um, I don't know if he was a multiple guest though, so we'll leave that up, uh, for debate, uh, <laughs> if you, if you so want to, um, yeah, really, really fun finish to the conversation. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, for listening, uh, for sharing, for commenting, uh, your support means a lot. Um, and it's a fantastic, um, privilege, uh, to get to talk to, uh, to so many of you, uh, look for a, Another episode to drop maybe in the next couple of days. Um, I had another uh, interview uh, right after Mike and Britt, and I'm excited to uh, share that. Um, and that should be announced within 48 hours of this being published. So thank you for making it this far. You've got some insider information on another podcast dropping this week. Um, as always, happy flinging. Welcome back to the Future of the Fairway podcast. We've been gone for a few weeks, but we've had a, a lot of activity uh, in the meantime, and I am 
very happy to be joined by the two individual champions from the New Swarm Classic uh, in Lewis, Delaware at American Classic Golf Club from uh, this past May's tournament. Uh, welcome to Mike DeRussia and Britt Morrison. How are y'all? Good. Good. How are you? Doing I'm good. good. Doing good. Yeah, I, I, I was asking both of you, I guess. How are you doing? <laughs> good. Everything's good. Yeah. So we, we were just chatting before we started recording about, uh, it sounds like, you know, from a personal perspective, it's been very busy uh, for all three of us uh, since uh, since the tournament, uh, not to mention just the, the getting there and um, all that was going on. Uh, Mike, what time, when did you get into town for uh, for the tournament? Uh, so, well, my, my trip down was a story in itself because, uh, yeah. I had made plans with, uh, well, initially I made plans to pick up SVL in New York and pick up Kenzo in Philly. And uh, I had made plans to stop in Amesbury at the Fling Golf headquarters to pick up some equipment and some sticks and stuff for them and, uh, bring them down to Delaware in my pickup truck. So mm-hmm. and I talked to them back in San Diego about driving to the event. Um, so when I got to, uh, down to mass, a day or two before that, John had said, well, maybe I'll ride down with you as well. Um, so when I got the mass that day, I picked up all their equipment, plus I picked up John. So then <laughs> we, we left mass, headed down to uh, to Delaware. I left my house at 4.30 in the morning. Um, okay. Got up, headed down, got down there, loaded the stuff, and uh, John and I hit the road around 8.30, I believe it was, with plans to be in New York around 11.30 because Sean was supposed to, lo- to land at 12 o'clock. Well, just as we got going down to uh, down through Mass, Sean messaged us and said he he had a delay. Um, his his pilot actually called in sick, so they oh. had no they had no pilot to fly the plane. Um, so, long story short, he ended up having to wait for another pilot to fly in to New Orleans to fly him out. Wow! Um, so he was like three hours delayed. So that made John and I have to spend two and a half hours in New York just killing time. So we. We actually went downtown, had lunch at a Subway restaurant, killed some time. Um, mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I was you, that, did you recreate any uh, famous New York-based sitcoms? Seinfeld, no, Mary no, no we just we, did, we didn't want to get too far into downtown because we knew traffic would be a pain. So we yeah, kind of yeah. downtown on the outskirts um, mm-hmm. just to get mm-hmm. lunch. But even even that took us an hour just to, to park, get lunch and get back in the truck. So um, and then once we got there, we picked up Sean. But then that three hour delay made Kenzo landing in Philly when he did have like a five hour delay rather than, you know, cool. like a two hour delay, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. wait for him. So Kenzo ended up waiting in, in uh, Philly from like one o'clock to five o'clock or six o'clock. Oh man. So Poor by the time we you just had to do pushups and uh, <laughs> yeah. some curls. Uh, he, uh, he took a, a shuttle over to the, the hotel that was right there and had some lunch okay. and hung, hung out there. But by the time we picked up Kenzo and then headed down, we didn't get into Delaware till like eight fifteen. So oh, that wow. we showed up at the golf course at eight fifteen, and and by chance there was a few people still left behind. So we said hello to some people. I dropped off John at the condo, and then we got to the hotel. So yeah, that was a that was a very long day for myself. Wow! Wow! I, 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 makes uh makes uh your performance over the weekend even more impressive, I'd say. Yeah, but that was Wednesday, so we had Thursday sure. and Friday to, uh-huh, to uh-huh. get caught back up on our sleep and stuff. But it was <laughs> it was still great. Yeah, so we came in Wednesday, Thursday we played. 18 in the morning, nine in the afternoon. And then mm-hmm. Friday we played 18 in the morning and nine in the afternoon and then played what we had to play on Saturday. So cool. And Brett, you were, uh, you were hard at work getting the, the course ready. It, it was in great shape. 
looked really good and played really well. Yeah, yeah I can't take um, credit for the coursework itself. I can take uh, credit for the flowers that were planted and all of the decorations and such that was organized and put together the couple of days leading up, finishing mm-hmm. a couple of projects here and there. But yes, yeah. yeah, so I was um, hard at work the week leading up, well, a couple of weeks leading up to the New Swarm Classic. Um, my family literally is the best and stepped in to help last minute uh, when needed. So mm-hmm. um, I was able to play a couple practice rounds. I think it was Thursday and Friday. I played nine holes each day. Okay. Once with um, Ryan Stainbrook and his wife, Kathy and Rosie. And then mm-hmm. another time with Kathy Stainbrook, Rosie and Brooke, my sister. So we got a little bit of practice in right you, before the tournament. So was it that first practice round that, um, when I saw you, I think I saw you on uh, Friday when Jack and I had a round uh, and you were talking about being nervous because you'd had a pretty killer nine holes. Yeah, I played the best nine holes of my life on Thursday, um, not even trying. And I was like so dead tired because I had been pulling like 12 hour, 14 hour days like prior to that. Um, and I just by chance decided to play with Kathy Uh, My staff was like, why don't you just play? Like, we'll try to figure out everything in between. Mm -hmm. If we need you, we'll call you, whatever. So we played. I ended up, I shot, I think for nine holes, I parred the course, including Reggie's, which I've never Mm -hmm. done. And Mm -hmm. I think I had five Reggie's on nine holes. And I had Reggie'd the island hole on hole Mm -hmm. six, which I never have come close to in my whole life. I jumped up and down and screamed (laughs) in the fairway and I made a scene. And (laughs) Rosie did it too. I believe she made it onto the island when I made it on. So we both Uh Reggie'd that. I don't think either of us Reggie'd it over the weekend, but it was awesome. Um, And that's such a tough shot. And it just happened to be perfect timing everywhere, but because if you remember, it was pretty windy that week. Yeah, yeah um, it was. It's always and, and, windy, but it's not that windy. And it was really windy that day. So mm-hmm. um, I think that helped a little bit. But still, I'm taking it, taking credit <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, so Saturday, the wind was blowing towards the hole. Sunday was in our face. Friday, yep. I feel like it wasn't, it was maybe a crosswind. The wind always changes, like <laughs> constantly, like Delaware, I swear. It's because we have like the ocean on one side and the bay on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Rehoboth Bay also like a little bit south of the golf course. And I feel like it just like swirls constantly. Hole two, it could be in your face. Hole three, it could be with you. It could also be in your face. It doesn't It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can never judge it by the wind. Yeah. Mike, what about your practice rounds? How Did they give you any, any indication that uh... – you were uh, on the precipice of uh, doing something special. Um, the the biggest thing for me was was trying to get used to the greens because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I I practice downstairs, which my putting green is is just what it is. Um, but my course up here in Maine, I play at my local course is Wilson Lake Country Club, and the greens are fast. They're like incredibly mm-hmm. fast. I I still think to the day we haven't played any fling golf tournament yet that are as fast as the greens I play. So for me, it was trying to gauge how to slow, like how to deal with a slower green. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was changing my putting because up here I barely tap it and it goes fast. Down there, if I like on Thursday and Friday when I was putting, like barely tapping it like I do here, and it's only going, you know, a few feet, three, four feet, and it's not getting me close to the hole. So for me, I had to change actually how hard I was hitting the ball, which that was the challenge. 
So uh, y'all were both in the uh, the afternoon flight, which shout out to everybody who played uh, for having enough people register for us to have to uh, go with a morning start and an afternoon start. Um, also, kudos to everybody who played in the morning and yeah, the definitely. pouring rain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I give them props, especially to Big Dog being in that first round and then making it to the finals when, yeah. I mean, we were, we were at the hotel because initially we were going to go over right when it started. Yeah. Um, but then when we looked out the window and it's like, uh, maybe we won't go right now. Cause, and then I looked down at my watch and it said seven thirty six, and it's pouring. And I'm oh, like, Oh man, I feel so bad for those guys. Yeah. Right at the start, I was actually on hole five. The people had just started walking out to the tea boxes and I was with the beverage cart girls mm-hmm. and we were getting everything last minute set up as soon as it hit. Cause I was like making sure we had to be ready by seven 30. <laughs> it was like seven 31. It just yeah. like downpoured. They, there were people on the tea ready to throw and it just started <laughs> pouring and I'm going, Oh my God, no. Um, which a couple of people hung out in the shed until it was passed, but then I was trying to explain to them because they were in the A flight. I was like, you guys are going to have to play because <laughs> right, they were like, yeah. is everybody else playing? And I'm like, the next group is like coming up on you. You're going to yeah, have to play. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, oh, okay. Like didn't click at first. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, we get it. Okay, we're going fine. We're wet now. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to get wet no matter what at this point. So yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully it got a little bit better by the afternoon, but there were still those odd kind of showers yeah. in between. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, we did my, luck out uh, a little bit, so. Yeah. My wife, my Kathy, was uh, paired with uh, Kathy Stainbrook, and they were sort of on hold too. <laughs> and Kathy does not, if she has a preference, she's not going to be up in the morning. And so that was already like, ugh, and <laughs> playing uh, 18 and, and getting through that. So she said, do not come and watch me at the beginning. Like, y'all, <laughs> you know, see if the kids will sleep in. Um, but like y'all can come and watch me for a little bit, depending on how I'm doing, then you can go back. Cause you know, that's, she didn't want to feel any extra pressure or have extra eyes or whatnot. So we got out there when they were getting to hole nine um, and able to watch them, but it was still drizzling. We had umbrellas with us, but I mean, poor thing, they were just soaked all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I saw Kathy, Kathy and Kathy and I forget who the other two players were Judy. in there. Was it? It was Julie, yes. And then there was a fourth. Um, but I saw them when they were on hole five, so that was you know three or four mm. holes after they started, and they had their hoods up and just dripping. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are doing great. <laughs> They're like, okay. I'm like, they asked me when the beverage cart opens, and I was like, another thirty minutes, I promise. <laughs> well, it would, I'll tell you, uh, as far as the highlight for me for that first flight was. Um, we were getting, I was getting ready uh, for, for our round uh, on the putting green and saw that they were coming back down nine for their second time through. And um, Kathy's third shot landed about 18 inches from the hole. So she, Oh my gosh. It wasn't a Reggie, but she was able to have a straight up par. uh, That's awesome. Which was you know, highlight of the day and really, really fun to get to watch. Again, I was watching and not quick enough to get my phone out to, to video it, but it was, uh, that was, that was pretty fun. Where I was bet. DSN to record that? I know, right? <laughs> they were still, they were still setting up after the, yeah. uh, the second. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They were setting up for quite a while. Yeah. 
They still so, uh, which uh, which holes did y'all start on for uh, for the individual round? I think I was on one. I th- or no, was I on two? Oh my gosh, it all blurs now. I know. I'm trying to remember too. I think it was hole one. I'm pretty sure it was on hole one. Okay. I think. I think yeah. I think yeah. On. You because the team oh, no. the team one I was on hole two. So and I think that was okay. different. Yeah. See, I started on five. I started on yeah. So I started on five individual. And I started on eight and team. Okay. Because so I remember because I started on five, which was par three. So my mm-hmm. my first hole was a I ended up with a four with a bogey, and then we mm. went to six and I threw it in the water, and then <laughs> oh, ended no. ended ended up with a six. So I started my my round my qualifying round with a bogey and a double bogey. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, yeah. And then I mean it it obviously got better from there. Um, my mm-hmm. front not my front nine wasn't great. I think I was plus three on the front nine with I think just three reggies i think i was straight up even after the first nine but then the back nine both sam and i had i think seven or eight reggies out of nine and i was actually minus one without the reggies on the back nine and then you add the reggies to it so that made me catch up to sam so we were actually tied going into the finals nice nice Brent, you had yeah um, when you finished where did you finish up were you uh, you were in the lead by a few strokes going into the finals so I believe I still like get this mixed up and I, at some point I'm going to have to like write it down because I don't fully remember, but I think what it came down to was I had one stroke better than Brooke, but she had one more Reggie than me, but that's what put me in the lead because they didn't use Reggie's as like the the gross score leader. They just went by, yes, they just went by your own gross score. And I think I had a 76 or a 77 Mm-hmm. And she had either a 77 or a 78. Okay. Um, and then Chris uh, Summer Fling, who's also from American Classic, I think she had uh, – she was like three strokes back, I think. Okay. So um, – and then from back from there by like one or two strokes after that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, me and Brooke were like almost tied, which I tell everybody is like so true for us though because when we play right. with each other, it's – this week, Brooke won by one. This week, Britt wins by one. Mm-hmm. This week, Brooke had five Reggies. This week, Britt had five Reggies. They, it, it, like, it literally will either tie or it's off by one. Mm-hmm. And I told Brooke going into the tournament, I'm like, now let's play our best. <laughs> best woman wins. But I was like, if we have to go extra holes with anybody, it better be us too, okay? Because right. <laughs> I was like, this is how we play, you know? Um, so that was funny after we had played separate all day that we ended up that right. close. But um, it was really fun. It was actually very fun being able to have so many different um, different players because there's the same mm-hmm. core group of players that's always around. And then there was a lot of new people at this tournament. Yeah. Um and there was, I think, again, over double the amount of women that played again. So yeah, great. that was really cool to see, um, to have a couple foursomes rather than just one yeah. foursome. So oh, it, it, that was great to see. Well, I thought it was great that there were enough that um, we were able to have a, uh, a championship round for, for the women, basically right. taking the top 25% finishers. So we had uh, the three of you, and then you got to play nine holes to, to really – you know, see who the champion was over 27 holes, which I think is a really, really great reading and having the 
ability at ACGC to have the course for that long to do that. And then on the men's side, there were, um, I think there were almost 50 people that played. I think it was 48. Yeah, 48. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 48. Uh, three flights of three. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 27 holes was the most holes I've ever played in my whole life in one day. <laughs> Possibly um, the most I've ever played. And that weekend alone was the most I've ever played back to back to back to back. Um, I don't normally play more than like nine holes a week, maybe, maybe twice <laughs> if I'm lucky. Um, so, Mike, I know you had like, 27 holes plus on several days leading oh, yeah. up to the tournament. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of the guys I think play like at least two 18s if they can. Mm-hmm. Well, we did, um, every we did day. Eight, yeah. We did 18 in the morning and they were like, well, and the thing with ACGC is it's, it's a nine hole course. So like in San Diego, we played 18 and 18 because you're there are 18 hole courses usually. So you want to get all the holes, mm-hmm. but there you're pretty much playing the same holes. So we played 18 and then nine. And then we had 18 set up for Friday morning with different groups of people. You know, because Thursday was me and Sean and then like Kenzo and Jake. And then we kind of swooped around with that. And then Friday morning was Big Cat and Zach and me and Sean, you know, so we kind of mixed it up. But then Friday afternoon, we we're like, yeah, we really don't feel like playing anymore. So there was actually <laughs> ended up being like seven of us Friday afternoon playing, but we all got carts. So there was like yeah. three or four carts and like seven or eight of us just playing with carts. So we, we did nine holes with carts. So that was a little laid back. And, mm-hmm. and actually, Sean and I played that friday afternoon just like we were going to play on sunday so we did alternate shots so we didn't even really play oh, nine nice. holes because we were only throwing once or twice per hole so mm-hmm. yeah. so mike you were paired up with uh you said sam and jack yeah for the, uh, yeah. For the first yeah. round yeah and it was it was fun i had talked to uh to john prior to the event about well he had he had contacted me one day and just picked my brain i think he did it with a few of us about mm-hmm. you know, how should we set it up and i said what we should really do is Paris with people we have never played with, like in the individual stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So I'd mentioned a few people I hadn't played with. I played with Jack in San Diego in the team event, but not individually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hadn't only played with Sam in the finals in San Diego, but not individually, yeah. you know. And it was the same for some of the other guys as well. They they tried to make it so we had new people to play with. So it, it was a lot of fun. And and Jack's a, a good player. And the thing mm-hmm. that was like I said is I started those first couple holes pretty poorly. But Jack and Sam came out on fire, both of them. I, and I believe if you look at our cards, Jack and Sam were tied pretty much through the first seven holes. It was oh, just wow. like back and forth, you know, Jack yeah. get the Reggie and Sam would, and then Sam get the Reggie and then Jack would, but they were both getting pars and stuff mm-hmm. like this. So they were the whole time in the first nine holes, I was just watching them because I already had, <laughs> I was already three strokes behind. So I was like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to watch these guys play, you know? So then by the time we finished the, 18 holes because my back nine was was so well that jack had kind of fallen off a little bit on the back nine and and sam played steady and then i had a great great back nine we just ended up but we were still only i think one or two or one or two strokes ahead of jack going in the final so we were all right there mm-hmm. yeah i think i mean jack finished fifth overall i think he was i believe so fifth yeah. Or sixth yeah he was fifth yeah 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 and i think he was I think he was fourth going into the finals so yeah yeah, I um, I it was funny. I had played with both the folks that I I had played with um, uh, before. Uh, Ken and I were actually paired up in Delaware last year and started on hole eight. Started on hole eight again this year. <laughs> so, like, there was some, there was a little bit of copy and paste, but that was fun. It was uh, it was really cool to because uh, I had he and I, I guess we had been paired up in a team tournament in Virginia. Um, 
but uh, it had been a while since we would played around together, so that was fun. And then Jamie uh, Braley, uh, oh, nice. who I played with um, in San Diego, uh, was paired up. So the three of us had a, had a good time. Yeah, I still haven't played with Jamie in an event yet. I haven't played with Zach in an event. There's, that's the thing. There's a few of us that still haven't even mm-hmm. played together yet. So Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll it'll, it'll hopefully get, get uh, teased out uh, in the coming tournaments. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Brent- I'm kind of stuck playing with similar people <laughs> until we get more uh, women involved. But um, mm-hmm. we did have – Brooke played with two new people for mm-hmm. um, her nice. threesome. I played with Rosie and Kristen. I played with Rosie and Kristen, uh, Virginia, and then mm-hmm. in San Diego, it was me, Brooke, and Krista. So yeah. um, my second time playing with Rosie and my second time, my third time playing with Krista. Um, mm-hmm. And I've played with Krista and Jamie in the team events twice. Mm-hmm. Not this yeah. year, not this time, <laughs> um, but uh, maybe next time. We'll see. Probably mm-hmm. not. They probably never pair us up together again, ever. <laughs> you are a good time from what I hear. Yes, we are a very good time, especially when the drinks are flowing. Um, but then they, you know, they don't play with me and Brooke and they somehow make it into the finals. So <laughs> maybe it's better if we don't play together. I don't know. Well, we'll see if there's any uh, any teams that are offering uh, you and Brooke uh, some extra incentive. You know what? Put them together. That'll throw them off. That takes out one of the top teams. For the there you go. There you go. Nice. Um, Britt, Mike was mentioning uh, his front nine, or his, particularly the first two holes, kind of uh, not starting off as he wanted to, but uh, finishing up really strong. How did how did you feel your uh, 18 progressed? So I think my first hole, I was on hole one, and I'm pretty sure I bogeyed it. Uh, got no Reggie on it. I know that mm-hmm. for a fact. I have my scorecard here because I literally, it was such a blur, <laughs> the whole thing. But I did get, then I wouldn't have double check on this. So the second hole... I ended up getting Reggie birdie. Oh, wow. Um, because I had bogeyed the first one. I was like, okay, I hold two. I know I can Reggie it, but I've like, I've got to mm-hmm. like make up strokes here. Cause Krista and Rosie don't allow for a ton of error. Um, maybe mm-hmm. one or two there, but like if one or if they might have one or two, I might have one or two. So I was like, we've got to nail this down early on. Um, but yeah, so I got a Reggie birdie, which is very rare for me as well. I was really on my A game that weekend. It was all kind of coming together. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went for, I think I got like seven Reggies total on the day, which is like the most I've ever mm-hmm. gotten in 18 holes, any tournament. Um, Cause I mean, San Diego was super long. So getting Reggies for me was few and far between, mm-hmm. but uh, Virginia that was even pretty long there, but I think I got like two or three Reggie's maybe. Mm-hmm. And then Delaware last year, I think I had only gotten two or three cause that was right when the Reggie, uh, system was kind of implemented. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really shot pretty well with accuracy on that. Um, who knows if the Reggie's will be at Delaware next year or not, but if they are, this is a very hard course to get some of the Reggies just because the yeah. um, greens are so small and you have to be like perfectly placed because you uh, could end up in a sand trap off to either side or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, have to make a nice trebuchet shot in some of those sand traps. But yeah, um, I did tell the girls I was playing with, I think 
we each had an opportunity to do a trebuchet because we were in one of those traps. Mm -hmm. And so I had done it, I think on hole one or something. Rosie did it on hole two or three. And then Krista had the opportunity on five. And I was like, oh, cool. Like all three of us could do it. And Chris was like, not cool, not cool. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, if you're going to do it anywhere, this course is like good to yeah. figure it out. I'm like, you pretty much have to figure it out because it's mm -hmm. going to happen to you at some point or you're on like the back of hole five and hole five's green is like all the way up here and you've got to <laughs> yeah. figure it out. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool though. Any memorable shots, Mike, from uh, for you, at least in the, the first 18? I know there's several um, yeah. in the last nine that, we, that we'll get into. No, the, the first 18, which was fun, was uh, Jack was the first one to get a, a Ridgy Bird. Um, so then, I don't know, that was in, that was in like the, the front nine, he got one. And then in the back nine, I started out doing better, and uh, I ended up getting a Reggie Bird on, I don't know, like 12 or 13, wherever we were at. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then it got to the point where, okay, Sam's the only one that hasn't got one yet, you know, because most of us were getting Reggie pars or pars and stuff yeah. like that, but but uh, he hadn't got a, a Reggie birdie yet. And I think that it was either on 16 or 17, one of those holes that he ended up getting his his Reggie birdie. So then, you know, obviously we're kind of just cheering because now all three of us have Reggie birdie. Yeah. So at least we're all kind of equal in that aspect before we finish the 18. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of fun. I mean, even though everybody's out there competing, we're still trying to have fun with it as well because we encourage each other and mm -hmm. know, things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's the cool thing about like the fling golf community is like, it's not like you're, you know, pushing somebody to try a new shot because you know they're going to shank it. Like, it's right. you really want them to be able to try to do it and like do it well, mm -hmm. and you know, go for the Reggie birdie, go for you know, if they were on six and they had the opportunity to Reggie or lay up, you know, just you know, mm -hmm. it's cool if you go for it. Who cares, you yeah. know? Yep, exactly. Um, so, and all those different shots that people bring to the tournaments always mm -hmm. changing new stuff mm -hmm. every time, mm -hmm. you know, trebuchets was, I it think was last created year. last year at Delaware. Yeah. Um, after clean sweep was, it was after. Yeah. It was like the play, the practice rounds after play after round, play rounds swing. after. Yeah. 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 And then I think the clean sweep was introduced in San Diego officially. I don't think it was in Virginia. Was it? No, no. I think no. Austin was working on that um, in between yeah. Virginia and San Diego. And, and shout out to Dan Dillinger. Um, I think Dan's going to get credit for the Chevrochet. Uh, he was the one draining right. it out, I believe. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. I think there's a video somewhere of that, like his first one. I might Dan, have filmed it. Dan, if I you're don't listening, know. by the way, respond to my email at some point. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, Dan. Right. Well, tag him when you put this on Facebook. There we go. At Dan Dillinger. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's not for lack of trying, but uh, yeah. But I also appreciate schedules are crazy. Um, oh yeah, uh, and, and trying to, to get things set up. Um, well, you were literally you were in uh, halfway across the world or across the world right, right before was, the tournament. I was. So like, Mike's coming from Maine. I'm already in Delaware, and you're coming from was it Bangladesh? Is that where you were at? I, I did. Um, I did a work trip to Malaysia, Thailand, and Bangladesh. Yeah. The uh, seventh through, I got back the seventeenth uh, into DC. Um, wow, crazy! So it was a yeah. The the last stop was uh, Bangladesh. Uh, then there was a five hour flight to Dubai. Then a fourteen hour flight uh, to DC, and then mm. got home Wednesday and 
Thursday after school and after work, we drove in uh, to Delaware. Crazy. I don't know how you did it because I was like, I worked all that whole time (laughs) and that was crazy enough. But to fly and like have jet lag and all of everything, like, oh, my gosh. So I, I now that the trip's over and I don't have many flights coming up, I'm I feel like I can say this without jinxing myself, but surely I did it. But like I, I've done a pretty good job of getting adjusted to jet lag, uh, you know, picking where I, what time I sleep on the plane, uh, depending on what that is and what I need to do, or just stay up for 24, 28 hours, what I need to, so I can then reset and get get sleep. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I, there was definitely some tiredness um, that I had, but. Um, uh, I had, I done well with all the food I ate, um, apparently to the last day in Bangladesh. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was, I was feeling back to normal on Sunday, um, from, yeah. from that perspective. Um, oh man. But, uh, but no, it was, uh, it, it was cool to be able to, to get a work trip in and, and be able to say, nope, I've got to be back Wednesday at the latest. Cause, um, I've got to go to Delaware. And, exactly. Nice. And we, uh, fling off. Right. That's right. And you know, the uh Latham and Gwendolyn got to compete in the juniors tournament. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. On Friday night, which was really fun. The juniors um, tournament was really cool. It was. It was great. Yeah, well done. And um really, really exciting too. Um like Gwendolyn was leading her group after one hole. Like mm-hmm. she she doesn't putt very well and she had like a two putt for a bogey, I think. Um or maybe it was a five. Um, but she had to tee off first on two and uh, Austin and I talked later and we're like, like if she keeps this up, like she might take it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which was fun. And, uh, but yeah, they, they both had a real good time. Uh, we're encouraged to continue practicing. Um, but like Maddie shot, um, uh, on, on six, on six, um, he had, uh, thrown it in the water. He, you know, he, he gave it all he had and didn't make it onto the green, but, from the drop area, he did a, um, uh, it wasn't a sidecar, it was, uh, what was the clean shot we were talking about? Clean sweep. A clean sweep. Clean sweep, yeah. 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 Right in the hole. Right yep. in the hole. And um, and that was not super close. Like, that was, I don't know. No, he was a good. No, he was drop, pretty far away. The drop zone was out there, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the pin was, I mean, closer to that side than it was to the other side of the right. green. But, what, 15 yards, maybe? Um, yeah. No, that was awesome, that, and I'm so sad that nobody got it on video. Yeah, yeah. but I it was a really cool moment for everybody who watched it. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. sure Maddie will never forget it at this point. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope that hold it pause. I mean, he was. I think he was super excited, um, but also really got embarrassed when everybody was just congratulating. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, I mean, he's very he's overwhelming. Old. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. It was, you know great job by him and uh and and super cool um my kids are big fans of maddie um so that was that was awesome to see that you know those little little communities getting uh getting built as well well navy's like uh his new girlfriend so (laughs) she adopted that role herself (laughs) (laughs) she really liked him a lot they got their photo taken a few times together that's that's cute um Man, I really want to say a comment about some age differences, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, all right, so let's get to the finals. Uh, uh, Mike, you were in the the third group, uh, so the lowest co- scoring group going out. Um, right. 
from that. And uh, you were playing with Sam and Austin um, and just a bit behind them. If I remember right, because I, I was keeping score for the second group um, and we had a text thread to feed all that to John. And um, I was looking at it. You looked like you were doing fine, but you didn't have any Reggie's through the first six. Is that no, right? No, no. So like, like you said, so Austin was one stroke ahead. Sam and I were tied. Um, mm-hmm. so, so we started and you'll get a kick out of this. So my goal for the whole for the whole individual open was just to beat Zach because that, that's straight up what it was. So in Virginia, he beat me by one position. I finished seventh. He finished sixth. We go to San Diego. Zach finishes fifth and I finished sixth. So when we stepped onto the first tee box, I told Sam and Austin straight up. I said, you know, here we go. My goal is just to beat Zach. I know Zach's back there like fifth, sixth somewhere. As long as I beat Zach, I'm all set. So we start, we started playing and uh, yeah, they, they nailed the Reggie's and we kept playing and, and you know, and it's just like, it was like on the fling golf website. Like I just kept playing just solid fling golf. Like I wasn't getting the Reggie's, but I was getting the pars, you know, yeah. we kept going, um, you know, cause even if you get the Reggie, but you get a bogey, you're still getting the par, you know? Right. So I just played consistent fling golf. And then um, around hole four, um, Austin ended up in the sand. Um, so that kind of affected his game a little bit. And then he had a couple mm-hmm. other shots that, you know, weren't quite there. So then that kind of gave Sam a little bit of a, an edge over Austin. And honestly, that's where my head was, was I've been watching them play. So I knew that they were right there and they were getting the Reggies and stuff like that. And I wasn't really paying attention to me just getting par after par after par. Mm-hmm. Um, so my focus was the fact, okay, I think Sam's ahead of Austin now, but I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure because no, we weren't really keeping scores because we had – um, Alex keeping our scores. So mm-hmm. then we we finally got to the seventh, and I still hadn't got one. Um, and then we got to the eighth hole, and the eighth hole is where everything changed. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up with the uh, with the Reggie Bird on that to give me a one, and then unfortunately Sam had a four, so I gained three strokes right there. And we're walking away from eight, and Alex is like, do you guys want to know what your scores are? And I said, no. I said, nope, don't even want to know. I just kept walking. I just I didn't even stop. I just kept walking. And Sam's like, Sam's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to know. So Sam stops with Alex, oh, and, no. I, and I keep walking to the next tee box. And Austin was already up in the tee box because he finished mm-hmm. before we had. So he was getting ready. And uh, so we get up there to tee off on nine. And uh, Sam comes up. He's like, yeah, I don't know. He didn't have – he couldn't figure it out quick enough. So we'll just play. Um, so we both threw off. All three of us threw off. And then our second shots were for the Reggies on nine. And uh, Austin missed it to the right a little bit. And then Sam went right over the backside into the tree. And then I, I nailed the it's Reggie. Jack into the tree. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. <laughs> and then I, I got the Reggie on the front side. So I was still quite a ways away, but I got the Reggie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we're walking up to the uh, the green, Alex came over and told Sam, like, you know, where he was and, what his lead was. And I kind of heard it, but I wasn't really paying attention. And I didn't realize in my mind how close we were. Um, so then we got up there and then they finished their stuff. And Sam came on with his third shot and then just barely missed his, his part. Well, he his took part, his, yeah. he took his, he took his shot first. And then I took my clean sweep from the green, which was still probably 25, 30 feet away, you know, mm-hmm. on that green, because it's a bigger green, maybe 20 feet. And it came up two feet from the hole. Um, so then when he did his and he was probably like maybe eight feet from the hole when he tapped in that par putt and he missed it just by an inch 
Mm-hmm. Then he tapped in his bogey. I didn't realize at that moment in time that my par putt with the Reggie was now for the win. So I, I, oh. I even told Alex, I didn't even realize it. Like if you watch the video that, that I have, like I walk mm-hmm. up, I set up like I normally do. I, it's only a two foot putt. So like I shouldn't miss it. And uh, I tap it in and then I just go to reach for my ball. And that's when the crowd started yelling main event. And so I picked yeah. up my ball and I looked over and, you know, like people are yelling and cheering and clapping. And I'm like, Holy crap! Maybe I think I just won. So I walk, I walk up there and people are high fiving me and shaking my hand. And I walk, I walk straight to Alex and I said, "Did I win?" He goes, "Pretty sure you did." He's like, "We gotta check the scorecards, but pretty sure that you you did." So I was like, "Holy crap!" So then, so then we're people are cheering, we're clapping and doing hands, and then all of a sudden you hear somebody yell, "Get off the green! The girls are coming!" We're like, "Oh shit! That's right, we gotta get off the green." So everybody got off the green and stood behind yep. the trees so we could watch the girls come up and finish. So, uh-huh. yeah, it was kind of fun. It was just funny because they were probably waiting for us and we're all standing on the green. So, yeah, yeah, we were waiting. <laughs> I didn't want to take away because I knew that everyone was cheering. I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. must have been like the putt. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I didn't win yet. We're going to have to keep going here. <laughs> Um, I will say at the very end, it's really hard to know if you won or not, if it's that close. Mm, right. Like if, okay, like there was, I don't know, there's been other tournaments where the leader has been significantly far out. So it's like, okay, that's, you know, they sunk it. They, they're fine. Yeah. Um, everybody knew. But for those of us who have been one to two strokes, like tight you have no idea if you win or not so it's do i celebrate do i not celebrate right do i get off the green and talk about it later like i don't know well and my thought process too was okay yeah maybe you know austin sam and i started in that third group and we were only like a stroke apart but jack was only like two strokes behind us so if Mm -hmm. he if he killed his nine holes and he had like two or three reggie birds and now he's beating us we don't know that because all we yeah. know is how we're playing. So until you mm-hmm. until you finish, you don't know if the guy that was in fourth place is now a stroke or two ahead of you. So I yeah. didn't really realize exactly where I was until I took that putt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if it was interesting to not have one of the players keeping score because uh, uh, it was somebody different. And as you said, I mean, I guess you, you knew what you were doing, but you weren't either checking in or writing down to confirm with each other like you do in the regular rounds. Um, for me, and Brick can say how it is for her, but we talked about this with, with John and, and Steve before the final started and just said, mm-hmm. you know, like, we just want to play. We don't want to carry around a scorecard, figure out, you know, okay, what did you get? What did I get? Who got the Reggies? Mm-hmm. Who didn't get the Reggies? Like, we just want to play, you know? So that's why they had people do that for us, you know, and we had Alex with us, so – after each hole, he like he will just look at you and be like, "What did you get?" and be like, "You know, tell him what you got." Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one of those things where we all know what the other person got as well. So if if you did okay. kind of be like, you know, oh, I got a Reggie, and the other two are like, "Nah, no, you got a wedgie." Like we know that, but at least we're not yeah. keeping the score. You can focus on okay, let's go to the next hole and let's play the next hole. And for me, and I talked to Sam about this after the tournament. We've been chatting quite a bit, and like I told him, I said I would rather just play the eighteen holes. You know, and then after it's all said and done, tell me how I did. Because mm-hmm. if you kind of know, like, I'm not saying that it got in Sam's mind, but he knew on that last hole, like, he what he had yeah. for a lead, and I didn't really realize it. So what did he have more pressure to maintain that lead? He did, because he was trying to keep the lead, and I was just playing my game. So I didn't really have the, like, that last putt, I didn't have the stress or the pressure. It would be like, oh, I got I to make this or I'm going to lose or I'm going to tie. 
you know, so it's a little bit different for me. And if, I think if you know that you have to make something, then it's more stress and pressure to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, like- it could depend on your personality too. True. Like, I think maybe in Sam's case, and I'm sure he'll let us know what when he uh, weighs <laughs> in, right? listens in the, uh, eventually. But um, I feel like he might thrive off of actually knowing that he's behind mm-hmm. and has to play catch up because. He did that in Virginia, and he came up to Austin. How close? Yeah, that's right. One, yeah, two strokes, strokes. Whatever it was, he had to make up like a significant amount. Um, yeah, he had six strokes. I think Austin had a six-stroke lead going into the final three. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it depends on your own personality, but I mean, for us, I think they told Jamie was keeping score for us, and I think. Mm-hmm. Me, Brooke, and Chris had decided that we didn't want to know the scores until okay. going into the final hole. Um, okay. Mostly, and they didn't, no one really asked us until about halfway through our final round, even. And at that point, all of us went, nope, don't tell us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, there had been like one or two bad holes in the middle there that mm-hmm. we were all were like, we have no idea who's against who now. Like, it could okay. be anything. Because okay. I know at one point I had looked at Brooke and I was like, I'm pretty sure Chris just gained like three strokes. Like she might mm-hmm. be right with us now. Um, and cause she almost had a chip in on hold two. It was oh, almost wow. a Reggie chip in on her. Wow. Let's see. That would have been one her third shot. Yeah. I think it was her third shot. It literally hit the pin spun all the way around and then just mm-hmm. like waited like right on the edge. <laughs> oh man. It was a beautiful shot. Um, that was maybe, I didn't see her play the, her first uh, qualifier, but that had to be her shot of the week because that was yeah. outstanding. Um, everybody thought it was going in. Everyone thought. And then it just kind of hung right there. Um, but I like, I was like, okay, like this is, yeah, she's going to pick a couple up there because I think I might be hard or bogeyed that hole. Um, and then as we were going around, you know, couple bad putts here a couple bad putts there for everybody because it was kind of intermittently raining um right so it was the greens were rolling a little weird it would get super hot and then the sun would go away and (laughs) it would rain and then it would get super hot again and i was like my knees got burned i had to wear pants oh dude i got so (laughs) sunburned (laughs) ever there's no way you couldn't get sunburned that weekend because it was like cloud burn and then like yeah everything and then yeah so we were um going into hole eight i had just assumed that we were maybe even all tied at that point because i hadn't been playing great i was just trying to play like like mike said just like good fling golf i was trying Mm -hmm. to just get my putts to where they were going to be close like you know trying to limit the error i could have Mm -hmm. um Hole six was really tough in the finals. I think we all flubbed on that, though. Um, But on hole eight, I ended up getting a Reggie Birdie as well. Ooh, there you go. And somebody had said, like, oh, Mike just got a Reggie Birdie, like, right beforehand. And I was like, oh, did he? (laughs) And they were like, yeah. And then somebody had said something about one of Sam's shots on the green um, on eight. And I was like, well, hey, I'm, you know. I literally put it, like, this close to the pin. Closest I've ever been on hole eight. In the air and, and it, it stopped? Or yep, it, hit the it stopped right next to the hole and wow. then just putted it in for that. And um, that pretty I think without that, me and Brooke would have ended up to have playoffs 
<laughs> if if I had not done that. Because yeah, I, um, I think I went on to, I think I just parred whole nine. I don't even know. I didn't get the Reggie. I think I was short of the you green. Were just short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then my third shot was like six feet, five, six feet away. And I had to make mm-hmm. that putt. And I did make that putt for par. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Brooke had a Reggie on that. Chris and Brooke might have had Reggie's on that and then just had to make their putts. But they were both, I think, on the other sides mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. green. So, um, but yeah, it was pretty nerve wracking up until the very end. And then I had no idea if I actually won. So I just, you know, kind of putted and was waiting to hear people <laughs> yeah, were asking go. like, Hey, did you win? And I was like, I don't, I don't really know. Like going into hole nine, I know we were, I think I was one up from Brooke okay. and two or three up from Chris still, um, with that Reggie birdie. And yeah, then we ended up being just one stroke apart at the very end. So yeah. Awesome. Mike, on your, on your shot at eight, did you throw it through the bunker and have it roll up or did it make it over the bunker and roll to, uh, no, it was right. So believe it or not, I was, I was very good on eight all weekend. Eight was my hole. Mm -hmm. Like that's the only one that I think I got a Reggie every single time. Um, yeah, it's just for some reason that whole, that hole in that distance, I mean, yeah. Ken, you either I, love it or you hate it. There's that, no in that, between. And that's the thing. Kenzo Kenzo played with me on that hole a lot this, that weekend, and he, and he didn't have great luck, and neither did Sam. They both hated that hole. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I almost hit it almost – I think I pretty much hit it almost every single time. So when we stepped up to eight, and I, I just had a, a great shot on, on that hole. Even when we were practicing and the pin was in a different spot, I was still getting the Reggies mm-hmm. and still getting within, you know, two to six feet from the pin every time. And then they moved the pin down to the left side, and still yeah. that one that I had. I mean, it wasn't as close as Brits, but it was just a. It was two feet above it, and so all I had oh, to do wow. was just just tap it down into the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even in the in the prelims, I think one of the only Reggies I got on that front nine on the first nine was eight, and then I got it mm-hmm. again on the back, and then I got it in the finals. It's just that was a good hole for me. Yeah, you need those. You need those uh, confidence builders. Um, and uh, yeah, the holes that you can you can count on and maybe grab that extra uh, stroke deduction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, holes two and three at the classic are like my favorites, mostly because it's easily regible for me. But they, the green on three is hard because it's like really sloped. Mm. Right. So when they, I think they had the pin placement in the middle on the right side. Was that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um. And sometimes it's easy to overshoot and kind of end up on the back of that green or yeah. undershoot and end up down on the left or something. But um, I think during the qualifiers, I was actually, I had rolled it all the way to the top of the green and had to put down. Oh, wow. And that was like, not great. Um, I don't think I, I'm pretty sure I got a bogey on that hole. I got the Reggie, but I definitely got a bogey. Um, Cause the putting downhill on that, like, yeah. It's just a nightmare. Yeah. Once you blow by that hole, you're gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like just inching towards it, like <laughs> two foot putt after two foot putt. I'm like, God, this is ridiculous. I think that was the whole um, on the team event. Um, Dustin and Brooks had a, a combined like four putt, maybe, or maybe they were just oh, wow. off the wow. um, <laughs> the green, but it was just in little increments. And 
and they still made the finals, but um, mm-hmm. it, that was kind of, I think it was our first time through and they were like, man, we got to get, something's got to change. And their background <laughs> was, was blistering. Um, but, uh, but I remember watching that. I was like, man, that just feels so bad because it was just a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um, I love it, their uh, team name, 13 Feet. <laughs> it's really good. Right, it's I love really that. Good. Yeah. It's cool. I, uh, Dustin was in my group in Delaware the first time, so that was fun to get to play with him again and, uh, and nice. hang out. He and I have always we're, we're right by. I think he and me and SVL are basically always right by each other in the final standings. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but we and I think Dustin in the longest fling. I think he threw. He was one yard ahead of me. Um, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. Wow! No way. <laughs> so that was uh, yeah, that was fun. But uh, it was, yeah, fun fun playing with him and, and getting to play with Jack as well. Um, what uh, what's been what's been the coolest thing since you you both won uh, your tournaments um, uh, in the time since? Go ahead, Britt. You can go first this time. Um, I would say it's cool to one. It was very cool to win on my family's home course. Um, that was pretty sweet. And mm-hmm. being able to see the golfers who actually understand like what fling golf is now um, and that they can equate me with a championship as well as Austin now. It's not mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Austin um, who's the champion in the clubhouse anymore. <laughs> so um, I've got a lot of interest. People, I have the trophy on the front desk. Um, And I just moved it into my studio when we opened last week, but there's been so many people who asked about it and genuinely had an interest in how I did as well as how the Mm -hmm. sport is kind of progressing. And um, they like to keep little tabs on how everybody's doing and Mm -hmm. who is uh, in the rankings and traveling and all of that. So that's been pretty cool um, to see a lot of my extended family, extended golfers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of get to experience that. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. This episode of Future of the Fairway is brought to you by Yada Golf. Yada Golf has the best apparel out there for fling golfers. Uh, Yada and Fling Golf both value inclusion, uh, being yourself, and making a statement on the course. Uh, you are not going to find any better golf polos uh, for men and women uh, out there. Uh, Yada also offers uh, gloves, uh, quarter zips, and for traditional golfers, they offer the best tees uh, in the business. So whether you're looking to, uh, to make a statement uh, with your attire or get a versatile polo that can be worn both on the course and off yada golf is the best place uh, for you to shop Uh, follow the link in the episode description yada golf enjoy the heck out of life and now back to the future of the fairway podcast but yeah that's i mean the other than um the tournament itself, being able to be at American Classic and everything, I would say, um, you know, the storytelling from Fling Golf across social media and all of that has been really cool too. And there have been some um, 
really cool photos posted actually like all of the photos from the bridge and yeah. mm-hmm. um from the award ceremony and um a little bit of chugging out of the, <laughs> the trophies so, you right. know mike, mike had beer right you had vodka is that right i had smashes yeah she had smashes yeah. <laughs> two two smashes in there um brooke made sure there was a second one in there um pretty sure it was tequila and vodka so it went a little downhill after that but um <laughs> but it was fun like, is it a once a week thing that y'all, uh, you force yourselves to have a drink out of your trophies just to relive that? I, I should. Yeah, yeah, I should. Now it's collecting a little bit of dust on the shelf, but yeah. that's oh okay God. too. Right. Mike, you had a great uh, interview um, with uh, a paper up in Maine uh, afterwards. Yeah. So, I mean, same thing with, with Britt. So after the, after the competition, like we sat down with DSN, um, did our interviews with them, which that was fun. Um, I'm sure Britt's was fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't put that out there yet. So, but the guy did text me the other day. I don't know if he te- texted you or not, Britt, but he uh, texted me the other day and said that he's they're almost done with it. So, hopefully, that'll be coming out soon. Awesome. Um, was it Tim that texted you? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he probably has me on a blacklist because I never emailed him back. <laughs> well, it was text. It was text message. So he he texted me and said that it should be coming soon. Awesome. Uh, so that was cool. And then, uh, so when I got back to Maine, um, and it was you know chatting with with. Austin and Sam and Ken and SVL and stuff like I normally do. Uh, it didn't really sink in like when I was down there because even though like we won Saturday, like our next focus was Sunday, you know, like obviously mm-hmm. Sean and I wanted to perform well on Sunday. Um, we didn't finish where we where we wanted to, but you know, whatever it is, what it is, we still got out there and represent Spartan and had a good time. So it didn't really sink in that day. And then uh, I came back home and that's like when it kind of started sinking in. Then I started chatting with, Sam and Austin and, and just like we normally do. And so when I first got back, I'd done a couple of stories up here before with CBS channel 13. And last year before we even had the Delaware event, I did an, a story with them just about fling golf. Like when mm-hmm. I first started playing, I just wanted to introduce it to Maine. So I did one with them and uh, I contacted the guy back then, David Ede, and and he was good. I mean, first time I'd ever met him, we did a little story and then like four or five weeks later, they announced the Delaware tournament. So I'm like, well, maybe if you want to do something about, you know, actually there's going to be a national tournament for mm-hmm. playing golf that he just did a story on. So we did. Um, and that was a good little piece that we did right before Delaware and we shipped it out. And that actual interview hit their CBS um, Twitter or whatever. And it, it made it all the way out to like San Diego and Phoenix and every place like that. Cause oh, wow. Alex, Alex told me when we got to uh Delaware last year that that piece actually made it across the country, which is kind of cool. And that was just about the sport in general, not about who Mm -hmm. nobody had won or anything. We hadn't even done it yet. Um, And then obviously last May, I only finished like 13th. So I didn't, I'm not going to go back and be like, Hey, I finished 13th. Let's put that on the news. So, (laughs) so I didn't really bring it up again. And then uh, we went to Virginia, we went to San Diego or whatever. So when I got back to Maine and I had actually won, um, I was like, maybe I'll reach out to Dave and see if he wants to do a piece that Mm -hmm. I, that I won. So, and he, He's great. He got back to me like, you know, two hours after I texted him, he got back and he's like, yep, let's set it up. I just got to find a day where I can do it. And he asked me where I wanted to do it. And the course that we did it as called the Meadows and they've had fling golf since it started um, to the point that the sticks that they have are actually the first generation sticks. Um, So they have the older sticks. Well, they don't now they have some newer ones now that I brought back from mass. Um, So I went to the owner. His name is Randy and he's a great guy. 
and uh, I said, hey, you know, Channel 13 wants to do a story about me winning, and, uh, you know, we thought about doing it here on Friday, and he's like, oh, yeah, whatever you need, let me know. We'll set it up. So we got there. We, we set up the space. He gave us a tee box to work out of, and and uh, he was great. He was in the interview as well. If you watch the newscast, he, they talked to Randy a little bit about it as, as well, and and uh, he he wants to try to set up some some sort of events this summer, you know, when mm-hmm. we can fit something in just to get more, you know, out there for fling golf, whether it be demo days or, you know, events where they're doing charity things where we might do something like Austin did. We're picking a hole where I set up and fling. So um, we're trying to grow it right now. There's probably me and maybe three or four other people in the state that are playing it. Um, mm-hmm. but hopefully it'll it'll grow from there. Is Randy's golf course, do they have simulators? He does. He does. He has, I think I know Randy. He has two simulators. Yep. Yeah. I, um, so this is weird, but I, uh, the PGA show every year, we go every couple years, but there's a conference before that, and it's the National Golf Course Owners Association, the NGCOA. And I believe Randy is a presenter for them quite often. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and because he had done a presentation on simulators that I had gone to because we just got one. Mm-hmm. And kind of how to run it, how to make it profitable, all of these different things. So um, I've heard his golf course is pretty cool. So 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 Randy's golf course is cool because he's like one of the only ones in Maine that he's open year round. So mm-hmm. not not for golf, okay. but the, they have a restaurant that is killer. Like the food's amazing, mm-hmm. but they have mm-hmm. two golf simulators. So they mm-hmm. do they do leagues throughout the winter. They do oh, cool. you know they do bands throughout the winter. They have food throughout the winter. So he he may close his course to golf but he doesn't close the other stuff that's there which i think is great because a lot of the golf courses up here they shut down the beginning or middle of october and then they don't open back up until the middle of april so there's no revenue for them all through those Mm -hmm. months and randy keeps his course you know from that aspect still going so yeah no i i definitely remember him mentioning that they are only open almost six months seven months if it's good weather Mm -hmm. for the year um and I thought the simulator with like the restaurants and the leagues and the bands and all that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. They do a great job. I mean, it's, it's a little off the beaten path. So I think it'd be hard to do a a tournament there. If like, if it ever came to Maine, there's a few other Mm -hmm. courses up here that I would have on my mind before that. I mean, Randy's great and his course is great, but it's just not in a location that's ideal for people to come Mm -hmm. from out of state, which kind of stinks because, you know, it, it is a beautiful course and it's a very challenging course. I played that a few weeks before I went to Delaware as well. And his, his greens are almost as fast as Wilson's green. So it's still fast greens. And oh, wow. I mean, when you play big, fast, green, I mean, Austin always gives me crap because I get a lot of Reggie's at my course. Cause my greens are, are huge. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they really are, but they're also fast. So I may get the Reggie, but man, if I don't hit that ball, right, that thing's just gone. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, Mike, you're headed to Colorado. We've got, uh, the uh, next stop on the tour, um, in, uh, in Colorado in ooh, about five weeks from now. Yeah. Five and a half weeks from now. Well, yeah, probably five weeks, but we're headed out on Wednesday, the 12th, I think it is. Yeah. Wednesday, the 12th of the things mm-hmm. when we're headed out. So yeah, it's, it's coming up, which that was, that was the other cool thing is, these posters that Fling Golf kicks out, they, they, oh, never, they never tell us. You know, they just mm-hmm. throw that stuff out there. So for that to pop out a few days after the, you know, and, and you know that they had to have made those posters before anybody won. 
you know, mm-hmm. so just the fact that I had won and then a few days later I'm on this poster, it just was like a double, like, this is awesome kind of thing. I, um, I, I'll say, I think Devin's really fast and Devin's really good. Um, yeah. I, I bet he could pull in some, uh, some folks uh, pretty quickly into, uh, into those, but yeah, great, great quality. And I mean, fantastic placement. I mean, you oh, being yeah. from Maine and having the Colorado mountains right behind you, right behind those guns. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, it was that was that was great seeing that. Um and then yeah, so I we uh it's actually gonna be a pretty good time for us for those that are going because there's actually uh eight of us right in the house when we go out to Colorado. Oh my goodness. So there's gonna be eight of us in a house for from <laughs> Wednesday to Sunday. So that should be It'll get dangerous in there. <laughs> that'll make for that'll make for a fun time. I mean we got to talking about it and realistically with hotels the way that they are. You get a yeah. big, big Airbnb and you split it between eight people and it's a, it's a huge mm-hmm. five bedroom house that it's, 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 it should be a good time. So. I, I hope y'all make it to the tournament. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that I, I don't think there's too many crazy drinkers in there. Just keep Sean away from the cranberry and vodka. We'll be all set. <laughs> Somebody should put a camera in there. Oh, like this right. is like big brother like right. seeing how the week progresses in the house right yeah we're all happy when we get there on wednesday and then come sunday they're like jesus get away from me literally <laughs> oh that would be great pieces of legos out beside the bed so when they wake up in the morning just... yep uh, see what kind of stuff we can paint on austin's face when he's sleeping yep <laughs> please do please do <laughs> Uh, no, so yeah, no, that's, I, I, that's, that's exciting. I'm excited to go to Colorado and, um, my plans are to attend all the events this year and I'm, I'm, I think I got it so I can, um, I'm even, I'm even planning on going to Pennsylvania for their event that they're doing, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that Mike and, uh, all of them are putting together. So I am hoping to go there. Um, and actually Spartan has a hole there. So I really like to go and be a yeah, part of that. I heard so that. Uh, really yes. Cool. Yeah. So that's exciting to at least get the Spartan logo out there in one of the holes and and they spartan did a, a one of the levels where they're going to be on the t-shirt as well so that'll be kind of cool cool that's um i'm i'm sure it's very much appreciated i love that you're going into keystone territory and putting your logo on mm-hmm. their right? stuff. oh yeah technically keystone asked yeah you know they asked, like, they asked for whole sponsors any, right they wanted they're, them they're so not, they're not concerned about that money talks I money's money Delaney was very appreciative when Spartan <laughs> got a hole. So, Britt, we need to see if Fury needs to. Uh, yeah, we do need to do something with Fury. Come on, we I could put that's... like on the sign. We could put like a target, and we'll ask them to put it towards the green, and it could be like another team, like with that's a big right. target on it. <laughs> Hit here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. We're not going to be able to make it to Colorado, but um, uh, we're, we definitely have uh, the Western PA uh, regional marked down. And oh, for nice. nothing else, it's like Latham and Gwendolyn need to hang out with Maddie. So um, <laughs> now, are you yeah. guys, are you going to be able to make the uh, the New England and the uh, Virginia ones? I hope I can make Virginia. Uh, I'm sure Virginia hopes you can make Virginia. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. You bet. Well, unless you're um, and, sick, but yeah, yeah. And, and New England is a TBD, depending on how the schedules fall. Um, well, uh, losses. I mean, we were talking earlier um, about a, a we're going on a road trip at the end of June. 
up to Maine. Uh, so we'll see how that how that drive goes and right. uh, what that's like. Um, obviously, we definitely want to get up there. Um, the kids were both at the, uh, the fling golf table looking at, you know, well, maybe I need a new fling stick or I need a new fling head. <laughs> and, um, you know, talking to Steve, who's just, you know, the oh. worst and the best person to talk to because he's yeah. oh, yes. excited. So oh, like, yeah. Gwendolyn Britt was actually looking at the one that uh, that you had, that you were considering. The um, multicolor one? Yes. I love that one. I didn't end up picking that one. Well, that's but... what she said because she was like, Dad, Britt didn't end up getting it. So, like, can I take my fling stick over and like, just get it switched real quick? Like, I don't know if there's a real quick to it, um, but I said, we're going to go by headquarters. Uh, right. when we're up there near June and, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get your order in and we'll see if they can get, get that changed out then. Did you, yes. uh, did, did you plan adequate hours to be there? Because once you get there, I know from experience that it's hard to get away because Steve will just keep you there for hours. So we, which we'll is be great, but we'll be coming from Albany. It's about a halfway point between our next stop. We can't check in, uh, to the Airbnb in Maine until like three or four that afternoon. So I have got, I've got a couple of hours blocked out. Nice. Um, but yes, I pre- fully appreciate that. You know, we've, um, we've got to have an out. Um, if- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, undecided so far from going to Colorado and I think Massachusetts I'm going to have to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go to Colorado. It's just timing is a yeah. little hard. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say the decision's a bit harder to make after winning. I kind of in my head had already written off Colorado and then I ended up winning and I was like, eh, eh, maybe I'll go. I don't know. So um, I'm unsure about that one, but, and I don't think I can do Virginia because it's the week before me and Brandon get married. Oh, so you can do it. You can do I it. I know. I could do it, but I was like, that's insane. Like, so I don't have like the best bachelor and bachelor party weekend. Oh, ever. There you go. So his his bachelor party is actually planned for that weekend. Oh. Um I I know where they're going, but I'm not supposed to tell, so <laughs> I won't. Um but yeah, it would be quite the weekend. I said we. I'm like we could do it like bachelor bachelor fling off weekend. You there know, you like yeah. just get everybody involved <laughs> at the resort. I mean, you're gonna be at the resort, right? Yeah. So um, I know Brooke said she's going to Virginia. If not for both days, at least the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was contemplating: could I just do the individual and then yeah. leave? then I'm like, then everybody's going to try to convince me to stay. And then I'm going to have to try to leave. And so, yeah, I'm not sure yet, but um, I will definitely let everybody know when I'll be going to another tournament. So. Well, good. Well, super cool. And uh, yeah, that it's really exciting how everything's continuing to grow, continuing to, um, uh, to build interest and attention um, and, uh, Mike, it, it's I think really cool on the men's side for you to be the fourth champion, right? We're, we've got a different, uh, a different champion each time, uh, yeah. which is uh, that's great. very cool. cool. Shows the um, shows that Brit again, oh, boring. You're the winner again. <laughs> 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 Only two time individual champion. Yes, that's right. Male or female. Uh-huh. Um, but according to Apex, you know. They've been back to back champions too. So, yeah. which they have, but as a team. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
No, I, I think it is kind of cool that we've had four events and four different winners. So mm-hmm. it just shows that it's not one individual dominating everything, you know, like like in the female side or something. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's great because then it makes you wonder what's going to happen in Colorado, you know, because it's always yeah. something different. And not not all of us are making it to Colorado, you know, like mm-hmm. Zach and Big Cat can't make it. I mean, there's certain individuals in that top 10, 15 that are not going to be there. But we also mm-hmm. don't know what players are out that way. So you might have mm-hmm. unknowns, you know, unknown. Think show about up. Big Dog in Delaware. Um, mm-hmm. Think about uh, Brian Sanders. Um, yeah. In San Diego, coming in top ten. Yep. Um, exactly. Uh, so yeah, there, there seems to always be somebody, at least one person, uh, maybe a couple of people that show up in top ten, maybe top five. Um, so that, yeah, that's uh, that's exciting for the sport too. Oh, very, very much so. It just makes it that much more entertaining to watch and and great to be a part of, you know, because it's it's changing. It's not. It's not a couple people dominating all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Not no. yet. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, cool. Well, uh, thanks again for your time. It's always uh, great catching up and uh, and chatting. Um, it's also great to have you as return guests on the podcast. Um, no. Yeah, it's great to be back. Double check if that's... Are we the first return guests? Ooh, are we? First returned... Turn gas. I know Austin's going to say why. Well, yeah, but you get that lame after show. (laughs) That's different. That's a totally different. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Because the the show happens, and then Adam's like, oh, the after show's about to start, and then everybody goes click, and they just don't, you know, they're they're, they're done. (laughs) Then we just get these like 30 second blips that pop up on Facebook every while about what was happening. And then you watch a couple of those, and you got the gist of the whole after show. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I think the last after show, well, the one that sticks in my head the most is the debate over Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> that went on. That was a debate for oh, yeah. picking then, what you would choose for Thanksgiving the, dinner. The candy conversations. And... Yes. <laughs> Something about banana hammocks at some point. <laughs> It's it's a combination of the important things in life and what the important things are. <laughs> that's what it is. that's no. exactly what it is. <laughs> I think what it boils down to is just Austin likes to listen to himself talk. So well, he does like to talk. We all know this. <laughs> oh, great. I'm sure he'll have something witty to say, and once he listens to this and does his after show, so unless he's already clicked out by now, <laughs> oh, he clicked true. out yeah, as soon true. as you said people click out. <laughs> He's like, well, that's that's it. I, yeah, I'm done. It. You're I'm done. Turned it off right then and there. You're me on a podcast. I'm coming for you. No, it'll be more of a a reel later that said you just made the list, and it's just main event. <laughs> I'm sure he'll think of something. You wait, Austin. If you create that reel, I want five percent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, uh, as always, this has been great. And uh, thank you all again. Congratulations again. Um, speaking of reels, maybe at some point in the next couple of weeks, let's get a redo of drinking something or enjoying something out of those, uh, <laughs> out of those yeah, trophies. There we go. Yes. There we go. We'll do something. Maybe this time I'll do water. Uh, like a smart person. <laughs> let's not bring back the ice bucket challenge. Um, oh, God. Oh, geez. Yeah, there that was go. a... That was what, 2010? That was a while ago, that's for sure. It's been a minute. Yeah. 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 You can't really do it with a fling stick. It doesn't hold enough. I guess that wouldn't mm-hmm. work. 
No. Just the trophy. Yeah, but yeah. mine mine's harder to drink out of than yours are, and you were giving me shit about that. I was. I yeah, would say yeah. Britt was no longer there. It was then Bob. Yeah, and, well, anyways, Bob, Bob took the, over. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke was, did Brooke did testify that yours was much harder to drink out of. She yeah. drank out of both. I don't uh-huh. know how when that happened. Um Oh, because she was but... talk, she was talking shit too about it, about how <laughs> I couldn't drink and keep up with you. And I said, Well then you give it a try. And she did. She she's, did. Like, she's like, yeah, that's not easy. I'm like, yeah, exactly. she said yeah. <laughs> she did tell me multiple times. It was very hard. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yes. But we should have had a straw or something. Oh, yeah, yes. That, that, that would have yeah. those... been like a fishbowl then. <laughs> yeah, <you right>. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what we do next. Fishbowls for the winner. Oh, is that oh, what you're going to do? There you go. You ain't going to give me any fish in yours. What? No fish? I said you're not going to get very many fish in yours. I mean, mine's oh, like, no. mine's like this, and yours is like maybe Swedish fish, <laughs> which would taste better anyway. <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Well, uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, I look forward to um, all the comments, uh, reels, or other things, or suggestions. <laughs> if you've got suggestions <laughs> about what uh, Mike and Britt need to be doing from their uh, from their trophies, please put those into the comments or just tag them on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, they will gladly take suggestions um, and percentages of any ideas. Um, <laughs> yes, we'll make a challenge out of it. Right. Also, speaking of challenges, Adam has a fling stick challenge that no That's one right. has been able to actually do yet. You're the only one. I've tested everybody at the golf course. They cannot do it. Really? Um, yeah. And then Brandon said he could do it, but it's not going to be as fast as yours and as fluid <laughs> as it. So if anybody wants to try that, go to at Fury Fling Squad. Check out the challenge. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. Catch and release. It's kind of like fishing. It's catch mm-hmm. and release challenge. Yeah, it's not easy at all. I tried to do it a couple of times and I epically no, failed. No, so no. I love um, one of my memories from the longest fling shot um, last year was uh, doing that before I threw because it, it kind of, even then I'd been playing a year, but it was kind of like a calming mechanism, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. my hand was shaking doing that. And um, <laughs> I went a few people before Austin, but like the second time, second or third time I was throwing, somebody from the crowd was like, show off, just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably That's like great. Jason Ballinger or someone <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, who does that? Right. Nobody does that. <laughs> So yeah, check out the Fury uh, Challenge, um, Fury Fling Squad uh, on Instagram. Uh, hit up uh, Main Event and the Reggie Queen on Instagram as well. And um, we will be back with our next episode next week. Uh, Mike and Britt, thanks again. Thanks, Adam. Adam. Thanks. See you, everybody. Thanks again, Mike and Britt, for uh, such a fun conversation. Uh, I do want to say I I failed to mention that John Prulich has been on the podcast uh, multiple times. Um, He joined me uh, as one of the co-interviewers earlier this year, and then he was also uh, the uh, stand-in host uh, for my episode uh, as well. So um, John has also appeared on the podcast multiple times. Um, I don't know if he was a multiple guest though, so we'll leave that up, uh, for debate, uh, <laughs> if 
you, if you so want to. Um, yeah, really, really fun finish to the conversation. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, for listening, uh, for sharing, for commenting. Uh, your support means a lot, um, and it's a fantastic um, privilege uh, to get to talk to uh, to so many of you. Uh, look for a another episode to drop maybe in the next couple of days. Um, I had another uh, interview uh, right after Mike and Britt, and I'm excited to uh, share that, um, and that should be announced within 48 hours of this being published. So thank you for making it this far. You've got some insider information on another podcast dropping this week. Um, as always, happy flinging.